This is Healing Through Love. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. So this week, I thought I would share a little bit about something fun that I've been watching and some of the kind of things that I've learned as I've um, been thinking more about like dating and how I want to go into my first date with my matches. Um, And on that note, a little update about the matchmaking journey. Um, So as you guys know, from episode three, I met with my matchmaker again, we kind of solidified my preferences in a partner. And now my profile is sort of just out in the database and she is meeting with potential matches. Um, But in the meantime, I had another opportunity to work with my dating coach and relationship coach. Um, And she is just sort of there to kind of give me insight and guidance around going into the dates with my matches, um, my dating habits and patterns, kind of doing more deep dive stuff, a little bit like a relationship therapist in a way. Um, And this week, we really talked about specifically um, what sort of things that I could kind of expect on a first date with a match. Um, And through that conversation, we started to realize a certain pattern or like bad habit that I have um, in dating. And so it brought up this question of like, what are some things that I could do to make myself a better dater um, and to just have like a general better dating experience? Um, Because the fun thing that I've been doing this week, I've been watching Million Dollar Matchmaker with Patty Stanger. And um, it's a great show. It's it's just, it's fun. It's lighthearted. You know, it's like a, an early 2000s show. So there's some things that are maybe a little PC in there or not so PC. Um, but one of the things that I love that she does in the show is something called love lessons, right? So when she has clients come in, you know, she doesn't just kind of like set them up with matches and see how they do. She really wants to hone in and like identify their dating bad habits and help them to see what it is that they've been doing kind of wrong. And that's that's sort of kept them from being able to find love. Right. So an example, you know, um, maybe um, somebody who they didn't realize like they dominate the conversations when they go on dates, right? And so she challenged them to kind of say, okay, when you go on the first date with these matches, I really want, you know, um, for you to (laughs) only share one or two things about yourself and ask more questions, right? Um, Another example, maybe somebody who um, is on their phone a lot during dates and they don't realize it. So she would kind of set a rule of like, okay, you leave your phone with my people and you, you go on the date without your phone and you don't even look at it. You don't even talk about your phone. Right. Um, and it's funny because a lot of, a lot of them have a really hard time like sticking to her rules, but it really made me think as well too. Like, what are some things that like, you know, as I think about my patterns and and habits in dating and in relationships in general, what are some things that I could work on to um, make sure that I'm not repeating bad habits, make sure that I'm doing things that are aligned with what it is that I'm hoping to find in a partnership, right? Um, Because her rule is definitely like, I'm not going to set you up with these great, amazing, you know, perfect matches if you're just going to go and like, mess it all up with your own baggage, right? Or your own shit. Um, So doing your own work and really checking yourself before you go into a date. So that way you can, you can both just have like the best experience. So some of the things um, 
that I realized as I was talking to my dating coach, the first thing, and this is this is something that was really big and like I didn't think it was a bad thing. Um, but as we really dug into it further, I realized like a lot of this is again tied back to trauma and triggers and things like that. So I realized like, okay, maybe this is something that I need to just be way more cognizant of when I go into a date. So the first thing, taking less of the lead and really allowing my date to show me who they are and how they like to like to date, right? So typically, and I've shared this before, I will be the one to first ask the guy out and then I will coordinate the date, the time, the location, what we're doing, you know, where we're, where we're going to eat, all of these things. And um, I'm not really great at just sort of like sitting back and allowing this other person to one, express interest in wanting to date me. Um, and then two, allowing them to show me like, what are what are their fun date ideas? Like what sort of things do they en- find enjoyment in that they would want to share with me? And I think there's also an element, particularly in heterosexual dating, um, where men find enjoyment in being able to offer or, you know, take the lead in a situation, but take care of or give something right to another person by making the effort, putting the initiative to arrange a date and like set everything up, right? That is a gift. That is a form of, of, of gift giving, which I'm realizing is a love language of mine. I will I will offer things in that way. Um, but receiving it is like really, really hard for me. And so we kind of dug in a little further as to like what that like fear, that concern was. And ultimately it's it's a fear of not being in control, right? I, my concern is that if I don't take the initiative and I don't set this up, you know, I'm going to get hurt. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to date me. They're not going to ask. So I just need to do it. Um, or they're going to choose something that um, isn't really going to allow me to show my best self or really just like, you know, be relaxed and enjoy and have a good time. Right. Like, I would hate to like, I don't know, go to a restaurant or somewhere where like I can't eat something or, or anything like that. Um, but as I thought about it, as I talked about it with my my coach, you know, she's like, can you really like think of one thing that like hard line you couldn't do on a date? And, you know, most of the things that came up were like extreme things like, I don't know, playing with snakes or spiders or stuff like that. But really anything else that or any other dates ideas that um, have been offered to me are always things that like I would enjoy or or find interest in. And again, it also takes the pressure off of me having to set up this like perfect ideal date um, because I really want the person to like me right at the end of the day. That's another kind of control thing that I think is coming in there. Um, but, you know, she shared with me like allowing someone to offer up um, an opportunity for them to show you, you know, what they're interested in, what they like, you know, the kind of effort that they're willing to make, right? If you can see that from the beginning, then you'll know kind of like what the long-term picture is going to be because ultimately, as I've shared before, you know, my the pattern of, a, of people that I'm, I've attracted are people who aren't really willing to invest that much into, an, into a relationship, um, let alone into dating itself. So I have to like <laughs> really set back and, you know, again, see what someone is willing to invest even on the first date, right? Um, 
And also, again, just further learn about who they are and what they like to um, what they like to do for dates. The next sort of bad habit that I can sometimes do when I date, um, interviewing, right? <laughs> so this is maybe what I, why I started a podcast, um, so I can interview people. Um, no, again, again, I think it goes back to really wanting to show somebody that I'm interested in them and like really get to like know them, dive into like the deep questions. So I will ask a lot of questions on dates. I'll usually be the one who's pretty much asking all the questions the whole time. And then I'll get to the end of the date and suddenly realize, oh, I, he didn't really ask me any questions. And the truth is, I didn't really allow him the time or space to ask those questions. I think I do get a little fearful about like sitting in some awkward silence. Not so much because like I don't like like sitting in silence. I love it. But really, I just, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. In, in most of society, in most of the world, we're really good at centering the male experience. And I think that that's what I was sort of doing in this um, habit of like interviewing or like asking a lot of the questions to the guy is that I, I'm centering like his story and his experience. And meanwhile, my own story is just kind of, on the side of the table, not being told. So really um, allowing my day to ask me more questions um, and really giving them the opportunity to get to know me and who I am. And also feeling like it's okay for me to to just share, you know, who I am. I don't have to necessarily wait for a question, right? Like I think sometimes what I'll do is I'll ask a question, they'll answer. And my expectation is that they'll say something like, well, what about you, right? Like they'll kind of throw my own question back to me. Um, but I think um, I can just feel free and confident to just sort of just answer it myself or, you know, just share something about who I am uh, without a question kind of needed. Um, and it also gives, you know, again, giving them the opportunity to offer up their own curiosity about, about me. Um, because that's another thing that's important to me is like, I want the person that I'm with to genuinely be curious about me and, and want to know who I am. But if I don't give them an opportunity to ask me any of the questions, I won't be able to, you know, suss that out on the on the date. So really just relaxing, being confident in myself um, and, you know, just sharing both ways of like who learning who they are and sharing who I am as well, too, um, because I, you know, I'm a, I'm a good I'm a good catch. Uh, so I can just like own that and um, speak from that place. So the next thing she suggested was to also allow for a little bit of mystery to be there, right? So this kind of goes sort of on the opposite end of, you know, being confident, sharing my story, sharing who I am, but also not diving so full in on the first date that there's no room for, you know, for people to kind of learn new things about me. I, I think obviously there's always something more you can learn about a person, but I think it more so ties to, again, how much am I investing like right out from the top? Um, you know, do I need to tell them my whole life story on the first date or can I just give them enough insight about who I am that it draws 
um, a desire to want to know more, right? That then they want to set up the next date and and keep building a connection. Um, if I'm too overbearing, sometimes like it's it can be a turnoff, right? Like this person is just like dumping everything that they who they are about me onto onto you know onto my dinner plate. And, um, you know, meanwhile, I, I just want to be able to slowly enjoy the moment um, and have this like just relaxed back and forth. So that's kind of something that I really want to work towards, um, you know, not going all in or going too quickly, but really just giving time for the connection, the spark and everything to just slowly grow, right? Like a slow burn. We don't want a roaring flame of just like deep emotions from the top because that's never worked out, but like a nice slow burn to towards, you know, that roaring fire down the line. Um Another thing um, that I really, I've really struggled with, um, and I didn't realize that I was doing this on dates, but I, I recently was um, speaking to somebody that I previously dated, and you know, they shared that I kind of made this face or had this reaction when they offered me um, a compliment about my outfit, right? So learning to really just like accept and appreciate compliments. Um, or any kind of offering that comes on a date, right? So um, I think a lot of that just ties back to the kind of mindset that my um, upbringing um, instilled in me in terms of, you know, not making it so much about me and really just like, right, the sacrifice, right? Like the, the you know, um, don't ask, don't ask for too much. Don't ask for anything when we go to the store, right? You know, just be humble and and be small, really. That's really what it was. And so any kind of compliments or especially about my my appearance, like my physical appearance, I have I've had a lot of insecurities about my body that I've sort of had to work through over the years. Um, and it it takes a, it took a really long time for me to really, accept and say, you know what? Yeah, I I am beautiful and I do look good today. And yeah, my outfit is popping. Thank you. Um, j- saying those things to myself just felt like cringeworthy sometimes, but also receiving it from um, a romantic interest was just like so difficult. And I would just, I don't know, I would in a in an attempt to try to be humble, I would kind of just be like, "Oh no, it's this is this, I'd look like shit or whatever." I'd kind of like beat myself down, but really, it's it's not sexy. It's not sexy when somebody isn't like confident about themselves, about how they look, who they are. Right when someone is really just able to, you know, step in and own, like be in their body and like own it and be proud of it, like that is so fucking sexy to see. Love seeing that in guys. Um, so why the hell can't I embody that, you know, for myself, right? So that's definitely something that I wor- want to work on more. Um, and just, you know, other offerings as well too, like financially, right? Like, so letting a guy pay on the first date, that's always like, I don't know, the debate, right? Um, I'm of the mindset that like, we just ask, just ask at the end of the day, if, if, you know, I don't, I don't judge anybody's like financial situation. Um, I'm definitely, you know, more than willing to like pay or split or anything like that. Um, and so it's, it's everybody's preference. I don't, I don't think it necessarily like tells me anything about a guy if he like, isn't willing to pay on the first date. Um, I think I, I think it's just something that maybe we might, 
have to talk about down the line or, you know, maybe finances is, is something that's difficult to talk about. But um, otherwise, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't try to read too much into that. I'm very much of just like, you know, when the check comes, I'll kind of ask, I'll either ask myself, you know, how, how do you want to, how do you want to pay or how do you want to move forward? Um, but most of the time, if a guy just like goes, grabs it, you know, was willing to pay, I'll, you know, I'll kind of check in or do the like, oh, you, are you sure? I, I'm happy to. And, you know, usually if they give me the whole like, no, 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 it's okay. I got it. Um, I'm getting better at just saying, oh, okay, appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know, I really, really appreciate this. I used to have a very kind of, I don't know, I, I, I feel like it was a controversial thing of like, if I really wasn't feeling the date and I felt like I wasn't ever going to see this guy again, I'm going to pay for this bill. I think the mindset with that was I just don't want to leave anything behind with this. Like, I don't want to see this person ever again. I don't want him to like, I don't know, have any other shit to say about me. So I'm just going to pay for this. Thank you for your time. Bye bye. Um, But in reality, the reality is like, if you're not feeling a date and you're like, I don't know, in the middle of it, or even if it's coming to the end, like, just get up and leave. Like, just say not having a good time, I'm out, you know, like, why, why would I, why should I pay for like a bad experience? Um, But I'm past that sort of toxic, toxic way of dating. I think going forward, I really just want to go from, again, the standpoint of asking, um, allowing the offering to come in whatever form it may be, whether it's a compliment financially, if a guy shows up with flowers or something, any kind of gift or things like that, um, really just um, seeing it with appreciation and gratitude um and yeah just owning <laughs> oh yes thank you I do I do deserve flowers thank you so much uh yeah <laughs> let's see and then this last thing which I again I I didn't realize I was doing it but then the more I think about it yeah I definitely I definitely am a culprit to this leading more with my heart and less with my body um, you know, really allowing my partner to see like who I am below the surface and developing that inner kind of connection um, rather than just the physical. So, you know, I think men are visual creatures. Um, I don't necessarily like, I'm not covered from head to toe necessarily, but I realized as I thought about like my first date looks or just thinking back to some first dates, I, I will kind of go into it maybe a little more sexually clad than I probably needed to. Um, it's, again, insecurity. It's it's just wanting, let me, let me get this person to really like me out the gate. Let me make sure that that physical spark connection is there, um, you know, for him, right? Not, not so much for me, um, but for him, let me make sure he's turned on. And that doesn't hasn't served me it's then led to relationships that you know the only the physical connection is prioritized and any kind of emotional needs that I have go unmet um but also yeah it just it, it doesn't really give that person the opportunity to really know the full me and it also you know that lack of confidence it comes through even though I'm walking in in this sexy hot outfit maybe it is to some kind of 
you know, unconscious degree saying that, okay, I'm not really confident that you're going to like me, 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 like me, who I am. So I'm going to make sure you're looking at the bells and whistles of everything else about me um, before I, you know, divulge, you know, the real Olivia. Um, because I think that at the end of the day, that that's that was the ultimate fear. It's like, you know, they're not going to like who I am on the inside. So let me make sure the outside like looks freaking delicious. <laughs> I think this kind of habit is really going to force me to remember that like the interconnection is what's most important. That's the thing that like I'm really reaching for when I go on my dates. Um, I don't really have like a f outward like physical preference. Um, for me, it is that that you know, one-to-one -one kind of connection. Like, how do we talk? How do we communicate? You know, how 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 do you like to have fun? All of those things that are way more important to me than the outward. So I don't I I don't feel like I should have to like prioritize that for myself unless I want to, right? Like, unless like there's there's a pair of boots, a pair of heels that I have that every time I wear them, I feel great, I feel powerful, I feel sexy and confident. So. I do think that there's a balance, like obviously, you know, wear what's going to make you feel like the best you, but I know that previously, like I would go into it leading with my body, leading with, you know, whatever is going to arouse the most attention out of this guy. And um, yeah, I don't, I just, I, I, I just, again, want to prioritize going into this relaxed, confident, loving who I am exactly as I am um, and just sharing the real me. So this was kind of a quick little episode, but I just felt like it was important for me to acknowledge, you know, maybe some of those bad habits that I have, you know, early on in dating. So as I go into my first date with my matches, hopefully, you know, I can take these love lessons and really just apply them to these dates. Um, and I'm excited to like share with you guys like how those go. They say that it's going to take maybe about a month or so for my matchmaker to send me my first match, um, depending on how many people reply to my profile. Um, she has to like sit down and meet with the matches like one on one to make sure that I, I align with with their preferences and they align with mine. Um, so it's going to take a little bit of time. So I think in the meantime, as I'm just sort of dating on my own or just like working on really improving my relationships, um, I think all of these sort of things can really apply to really any relationship that I have, right? Like friendships, um, working relationships, really just wanting to improve, you know, how I connect with people, how I share about who I am, um, and really just, again, being confident in myself, like continuing to just build that self-love um, self and self-healing through love. <laughs> so thank you again for listening to this quick little episode. Um, I look forward to continuing to update you all. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider giving a five-star review so I can continue to spread the love to everyone and anyone who's interested. Please share Thank you all so much for your continued support. If you're listening to this episode on Spotify, I have some polls and cute and questions um, at the bottom that you can submit to. And as always, you can find us on social media at solidarity underscore media or head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to learn more. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you soon.